like to welcome everybody back to Tuesday night, First Amendment Sports Podcast Studios. I'm Ken Marangolo, and he is Tim Strecken. What's up, man? I feel like I feel like when I, you know, like I was a kid and I, I ordered new sneakers or got new sneakers and I could like jump faster and yeah, or you can run podcast faster and fast. jump, jump You jumped faster. I could run faster and jump higher with all this new equipment. Yeah, I, I feel I, I just feel like we're we're on to great things. We're we're in transition mode. Um, he, of course, gets all the good stuff first. He's Kevin Ricca. He, he, as the, as an oldest is... child, probably one of the few times which you're not getting the good stuff first. Oh, like I don't have older cousins that handed me down pretty much everything, but thanks. It was excellent justification on your behalf. But I am proud to be a part of this All-Star Squad, and Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for checking us out. Happy New Year. On That's the camera right. tonight, we have uh, Matt, the Real Deal Seal. Bang. Real Deal. Um, always joined by... The McClinton Bros, and uh, we got the hot box coming up next. So uh, on First Amendment Sports, Put your pants on there, and we hope that you guys <laughs> will, will will join us for a riveting, you know, uh, kind of a frolicking through the NBA. I think is the way Kevin McClinton usually describes it. But we'll you know we'll just uh, leave he, that for the next he, show. He, he doesn't never he uses doesn't. the word frolic. He has never said that. This is after the whistle, the official Redskins after show of Hogs Haven. Where we cover the greatest show on TV, that is Redskins football, season 85, in the books, after one last episode of the season. Um, Man, that was some bullshit. That was a crappy season. I mean... TV watching, that was. That last, game, right, so, that last game was disgusting. Yeah, the problem, with, the problem with calling it, like, I'm not going to change the channel. I, I know a lot of people just Mm-mm. got out of there um, and, and whatever, but for, as far as TV goes... I'm locked in. I'm going to watch it. Um, it was terrible. It was, it was, but the thing was, it lacked the heartbreaking aspect of, of the loss, like keeping us out of the playoffs or costing us. It was like a slow pillow smothering. It was. Like it was. Every, every eight seconds, they let you up for a little bit before they just put it right back down there. Listen, I, I'm, I'm the last person best. to criticize other guys that do radio. I had to listen to the game on radio. I was uh, traveling uh, during the time. And, Not the uh, Redskins' strength. It was... Um, it, it, it was it was brutal to listen to because it had absolutely zero energy, absolutely none. It was so dead, and that's how it felt. The game went without even watching a play, but listening to what yeah, was going art on. imitated life for that. that it was three hours span. Un, it was almost unlistenable. I will say the play of this team over the last, you know, as long as Larry Larry Michael's been doing the show. Because um, that radio broadcast is—it's the worst DC sports radio coverage of all the four teams. In my, in my opinion, I think it's the weakest team. I, I didn't mean to bring up the show. I no, know, no, no, I know important. all those guys. I love all those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. But on on top of what are what are criticism people have about the show about the broadcast, the game itself came I through know. as a dud. They got the, the game. This team has been killed under the weight of this team's performance over the last 10, 12 years. Right. So, you know, it's it's. They're screwed. They're screwed not because they're bad, not because uh, Larry Michaels doesn't know how to call a game or Chris Cooley can't input something good. It's because the product on the field has been so terrible that what you're tuning in to listen to, so, True. some of it's not Larry's fault. But but I'm just when we get the Mr. Machine together and we drive to Larry Michaels yeah. and we pull the face mask off and it's 
Satan himself would have been then what? Oof. If well, it wasn't for you meddling podcasters. I do have to say that Johnny Holiday I like and it. I have been a part of polishing some turds on yes. radio in my, in my day yeah. of 20, yeah, but it's, 20 years, so it's, it can yeah. be done. It's a lot of polish. It's, it's and you know what? There's something to be said about a, a, a lovable um, radio team for a, losing, for, for a losing yet lovable professional team. And... That's just not not what this is an all this is an all star you know lineup of Chris Cooley and you still got Sonny and now you got Doc and you have uh, you know Chris, uh, Larry got, you know guiding the ship. I'm just I don't like the team as constructed, but the content that they've had to deal with over their careers sure. is is a is a career killer. Yeah. Um, but let's. See, I, it'll I, force you to I, drink I like that thinking, Irish whiskey. I like thinking about things that. in those terms because I love talking about the best, you know, the best ones, which we can get to. But that we, we cover the Redskins. But uh, you couldn't even hear the crowd noise. No, of course not. There was nothing. It, oh, it, it was a great big huge fart in our face. All of uh, it. it was disgusting. And, and winning it, I'm almost glad now that I didn't film it or record uh, it and then watch it back because which I, is what I usually do if I am not able to watch it at you know live. I just was like. No, that yeah. was a uh, that Let's was a move on. That was a genuflect after an hour and forty five minute mass and sprint out the front door. Right after communion, yeah. it was I, gross. So, so we're seven to nine, nine eight and eight. Um, uh, to me, it's a it's a big deal. If yeah. they if had what? won it, stunk. If they had yeah. won it, granted, they would have only been eight and eight, but it would have been made them one of only six teams with three back to back to back non losing yeah. seasons. Yeah, I know. I mean, and which is. For the incredible, fir- and we haven't done it obviously since '99 to '01. Um, yeah. Odie, I see you through those through that, through that iPhone lens. Only five other teams in the NFL have been able to do that. It's hard. It's, it's hard to do. And but you know what? Um, and they were right there. Granite at eight and eight. Both more than just seasons, five teams would would have won that game. Unfortunately, like that was just a. It was a. It would have been way more exciting to go eight and eight and not have that losing season with everything that happened and be able to. Not puff our chest out, but at least have a, a viable explanation for it. A losing season's a losing season. It also, yeah. There's no more turd polish left. Uh, at we're eight out. And eight, Order though, it on Amazon. We're going to need more. We talked about it last week. At eight and eight, you would have had a kind of maybe a lighter feeling going into the right. in, uh, three-game win streak. Oh yeah, the vitriol came out. No, but the nightmare came out. Everyone that's been waiting for the trap with the bait with Kirk Cousins to fall yeah. into has now uh, the nineteen ten loss last year versus the eighteen ten loss this year. I mean, w- w- deja vu all over again. What the hell, man? And and the fact and, that they showed did, at the beginning of the game that Kirk game Cousins too. is only behind Tom is Brady and Drew Brees since yeah. twenty fifteen in QB rating, and then people by the end of the fourth quarter are saying, "Oh, oh, what do you think about him now?" I'm like, I'm pretty sure his QB rating over three years is. Only minorly affected you by. You can't what just rate happened. anybody's career on the one game. Nah, e- we- even Jay Gruden. Although it, it is the most disappointed I've been in Jay Gruden, probably in a long time. You know, you see them on offense come up with the week before against the Denver defense and play that way, and then this no-name garbage defense somehow gives us the business. I mean, I know it's the nature of the league, but it was gross. We didn't want to see it. We saw it before. Kirk Cousins has had three game-ending losses to the Giants in, in, <laughs> his, in his career, and, and his numbers, boys, are disgusting. It's around yep. 200 yards, seven picks, one touchdown, three losses, and 26 total points. It's just one of those things in professional sports. That is not, that is not the team you want to see him play in Week 17. That's all. It's one of those things. I don't take it 
and, and run into the offseason with it and go nuts, or, nor the Denver game, nor the whole season. That was just a gross way to end it when you, when you are an optimist and you're hoping for that third game and to go in with a little bit of, a little bit of positive energy. Yep. And if you are like me and you liked the 17th pick, then you're going to love what's likely oh. to be the 13th pick. Oh. I mean, if you were happy at 17, which oh. I was very happy, imagine how happy you are Wait a minute. I just thought 13. I thought we established last week there was no difference between 13 and 17. No, we didn't oh, establish no. that. We established that it was the that win, win was more important. Is, is always better than a loss. Yes, and it was one. Than a, than but I thought you balls. had statistics, Kevin, that said, well, you know, over the past so many years, the thirteenth pick or ish around there Do, in the seventeenth pick, the it was not that. that much. Don't you difference. dare! Don't you dare <laughs> look at me as if you're the only turd polisher in this basement. Okay, because. <laughs> My friend, the 13th pick, it was, it, was, it was a tough one to gulp. And I didn't say, hey, thank God, we got the 13th pick, not the 17th. No, not right. at all. I don't play that game. I want to win. I love yeah. winning. I like beating my grandma at checkers. The uh, odds are supposed to be slightly at, better. Who ties their shoe faster in the morning when we're getting up with the family? I don't want to lose ever. That's never the right way. That's, the word, that's how I've been raised. Yeah. That's, that's all I know. But, but, but getting the 13th, the 13th pick... It's slightly better odds than the 17th pick, but at the end of the day, you, it's a crap no, no, shoot no, between no, 13 no. The, and 17. You can't make no? odds on that. You can't make odds on human beings and, and backgrounds. That's my point. Right. The, the, in theory, the bag. odds are 13th pick is supposed to be better than the 17th pick, but in reality, it, it's a crap shoot. Well, and I'll tell you what the 13th pick is. It's league now. Here's what the 13th pick is in the history of this league since the merger. There's been 51 13th draft choices since the merger. Out of those 51 picks, we're talking 26 pro bowlers or, or first-team all-pro players. 26 out of 51. That's McNamara math. That's a tad bit more than 50%. <laughs> for those of you who are from other schools in the, in the region. Uh, 15 we, of the last 25. The 15 show. of the last 25 selections. 15 of the last 25 selections at the 13th spot have been pro bowlers. That's crazy to me. You know, with all the craziness of the draft and what it may be. That, that means that, you know, after all the pomp and circumstance of the top 10 picks and all the suits are, are designed and measured and cut and, and everyone gets the little pictures on the inside shouting out their parents this way and that way. Meanwhile, I want to give a shout out to my man, Steve Gent. I would take you with the 13th pick, sir. Thanks for listening every week. WCAC in the house. Our last time we had the 13th pick, it was Brian Arakpo. You know, I asked you guys the question, and there's a reason why no one could get it. But he's a four-time Pro Bowler. I'm not saying that fits the bill, and that's not the standard. But uh, we didn't lose. We didn't get a bust there, is what I'm saying. To be fair, I was going back and forth between a wedding reception and my hotel room, rifling gin and tonics as we were going through the first round of that draft. When, when the Jets took Mark Sanchez, and we had people at – I mean, everyone in this whole city blew I up. celebrated – Great draft. Oh, yeah. It was a great draft. Arakpo fell to us. He he's a player. Um, he he he's a Pro Bowler. Um, so I mean, he, he always pe- looked. He, he always tore looked his peck pretty, like fifteen times. He always looked prettier than he actually played, at least for us. But he was a worker, though. He was yeah. a hard nosed guy. He, did he, just, he didn't have that uh, that yeah. wiggle. He didn't have that other. You know, he was a straight ahead. He was like an angles guy. He wasn't just that fluid athlete in the hips, but. He was a beast. He was a weight room monster. I think he was, was a monster. basketball player in high school that turned himself into a, a beast. We, we, we haven't done great at, fi- at like lining up our defensive scheme with linebacker the way we've done with Zach Brown this season. We haven't hit – I mean, Arakpo wasn't that kind of hit. Kerrigan really yeah. isn't that kind of hit. Trent Murphy isn't that kind of hit. Um, we've been playing small on the inside with Falson and Compton, you know, over the last few years. Yeah. So, I mean um, – at number 13 overall, and, and, you know, middle of that first round, the, the key is you're not paying them. You're just not paying these guys. They're, they're, 
like for if you just look at it from pure uh, investment return on investment, I mean, again, it's impossible for the top four or five guys in, in almost any draft to really return a team the value of the resources that are being put into them. In the middle of the first round, these guys have a chance, big time chance to get you value for what you're putting into them. Um, and, and it's still a best player available spot in the draft. You're probably not getting the number one guy at a, at a number of key positions, but you're going to, you're gonna, you could get the, the number one guy at, at the next best position and probably 1A in a number of other spots. You know, I'd take Tony Gonzalez with a 13th pick. Yeah. That was a pretty good choice. When you're with a 13th pick with 14 Pro Bowls, I think that's a pretty decent slot. And that, that, that's just the thing of it all, though. It's just such a grab bag. Yep. But I love, I love that you can jump up and, and grab a guy like that, 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 you know, those top ten guys that are so over-scrutinized, and we do get the best player available, and maybe the best guy that they can't decide between one and two, that takes the onus off our guy, Bruce. And if we want a position of need with the best player available situation, yeah. and the, like the Jonathan Allen of last year, he did not have to make a choice. No. That fell directly onto his Santa Claus lap. No, that was a no-brainer. And, and then, God bless him for it, he didn't mess it up. So let's get a guy at 13 that we don't have to mess up. Uh, best thirteenth player, thirteenth overall player ever drafted. Anyone? I mean, if it's not Tony Gonzalez, okay. I, I, I don't know. Didn't you have a better? Who else it could possibly be Franco Harris was the thirteenth guy. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not Fred Dreyer people. Well, Fred Dreyer's got the best life of a thirteenth round draft pick. <laughs> How is Fred Dreyer not an immediate candidate? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, Fred I, Dreyer. I love all those players. D.D. McCall, said. Hunter, Fred Dreyer. Super Bowl champion, uh, married to a Playboy centerfold, uh, lost out to Ted Danson for the cheers, but still put still him in as, a, as a teammate on cheers. Uh, Dick Shep hired him to dress up and ask questions at the Super Bowl, which turned into Super Bowl Started Media, Media Day. Day. Uh, he, he was roommates with Carl Weathers at San Diego State, teammates and you roommates. You guys know way Apollo too much about Creed. This guy. He's a Apollo badass. Creed and Chubbs Peterson. He's is Hunter. Your, is, is your teammate? He's Hunter. How about this guy's life? He played in the Super Bowl. He won a college national championship at the 1AA level. What did badass. this guy do? That's like seven things. You, everyone wants one of those check marks. He was a such six a foot six guy had a 15 year NFL Jesus. career, then goes to Hollywood. We could do a podcast on this dude. What about, I mean, <laughs> I just was happy he got to work with Dee McCall uh, for my youth. That was like, for me, was that was so it. Hot. When I found out he also played ball, way to go, Fred Dreyer. And, and, can we take Fred Dreyer? I more about just take Fred Dreyer than I ever thought I would. Damn right. I would ask him to, I'd, I'd put him, I'd pin his ears back and send him after the quarterback right this very second. <sighs> I, I would, I just want, I just want that guy to be on my side. You just uh, gotta get near him, get some of that. So I'm gonna go Fred Dreyer. I, yeah. I think Tony right. Gonzalez is is great. What, who, who, Way to go, he's Tony. A fi- but, uh, he's a fine number two. He's a fine number two, <laughs> but he's no Fred Dreyer. Well, I mean, Franco Harris, he's Hall of Fame, right? Fred Dreyer. <laughs> Franco Dreyer. Franco you know, Dreyer. Fred Dreyer. You know Franco Dreyer. Franco uh, Harris and Tony Gonzalez are first ballot type guys, yeah. and uh, Fred Dreyer all day. My favorite number thirteen pick of all time. Hey, he was no slouch. No. Fred Dreyer's a Pro Bowl guy. I mean, he's he's, yep. he's not a joke. One-time Pro Bowler. He also, as a college all-star, played against the New York Jets, the the, the Super Bowl champion from the year before. Yeah, that's I, how they used I heard to do about it. this. And Fred Dreyer was one of the guys yes. that got to play against Broadway Joe Namath. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's that's right guy. around back in the, the day. Guy. Back then, yeah, that's, back that's then they, they took a, a a a an all-star team, right? An we, all-star. The college, college all-stars team. played. The Super Bowl, the defending Super the Bowl defending champions. Defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah. But sometimes that's crazy. An entire wow. just a program like like the Notre, Notre Dame squads in the old days. They would take on pro t- pro teams by themselves. They didn't need anyone else's all stars. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. 
hey, right, look, so I'd like to have a beer with Fred Dreyer, or perhaps maybe we can get in touch with his people. You know, if there's one more thing he needs on his uh, bucket list, it's probably Kensington Basement Podcast, First Amendment Sports, The Audible. It's right up his Hogs alley, Haven. right here. I'm sure it is. We also got to get a picture of him up here somewhere. So the season we'll wrap, on that. it's over. Um, the it's 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 funny because it's the end. It's a natural ending of a season, you know. Uh, n- you know, New Year, um, and and the, and they're running all like if you've been stuck inside because it's been freezing cold uh, and you've taken time off and you've been been binge watching TV. You've had just any pick of shows in binge binge uh, you know servings. Um, I've gone I've gone a c- couple different ways, but e- either way, you're still looking at. Um, comparing, in my opinion, comparing uh, this Redskins season to a- any of these other shows, which, you know, I'm, I'm beasting out in five and six and seven episode sittings, you know, at times over the last week and a half. Um, there were some good stretches this year, I thought. Uh, I thought the optimism at the beginning of the season was warranted. Um, the loss to Kansas City made me feel, thank you, by the way, um, right, made me well. feel like we're, I was watching something good happening, uh, even though you know it, it was a loss. Even the, for even the, the early season day. losses had a lot of upside. Well, we weren't to out them. of it, but then the injuries ha- happened. When we saw the youth and speed on defense in prime yeah. time against Kansas City, I think we all had to say we got something yeah. going here. You can't predict. That and that was fun. Seventeen people are going to get whooping cough. I mean, good God <laughs> Almighty. <laughs> Um, the Minnesota New Orleans stretch, which obviously I uh, over yeah, oversold, pegged it. but you pegged it. Um, and we'll f- find out what that kind of uh, keystone moment is in next season's schedule when it comes out. We, we know some of it, but for this year, um, we were the fifth tied for the fifth hardest schedule. Um, and you know, between number one and number five, I think you're talking about the difference between five thirty something and five first half 60, of the season. We had to be at the top of that. Yeah, I, we played I think, a hell of a lot of playoff teams. I, know I think that. the order in which we played teams made our. Of course, I'm going to as a Redskins fan, I'm going to I'm going to sell this one. But and a fan of the Dewey Decimal System, have yeah, at it, brother. From a weighted <laughs> a weighted strength of schedule, I was like no matter when we got people, I felt like we were getting people at their best a lot, um, and and which is another uh, yet another departure I think for Redskins fans um, because if you we've made you know Hall of Fame videos for. Uh, second string quarterbacks and backup wide receivers and running backs over the years. And, and as Redskins fans, we get all excited when we're going to miss, um, you know, Tony Romo this week or, or we're going to miss, you know, uh, we never miss Eli Manning. Um, but, you know, no, all we the, got him benched. If, yeah. We did do that. We Check did that do that. Box. If Carson Wentz, you know, uh, when he got hurt, you know, you look down at the schedule and you're like, well, shit, we already played those guys twice. You know, that, that stinks. Um, and I, I, it's a backwards way of being a fan. Um, so I liked that this year we got guys, for the most part, we got teams at their best. Um, and and we, we gave a lot of teams our best. Uh, and, and it wasn't good enough. Not the but Giants. It wasn't good enough. The, the Giants got... See, here's the thing. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the Redskins to a high bar. I mean, I think that we should be able to win that game. Period. Um, yeah, that being that's... said... Who's on the that field, man? Nightmare. Who's on the field of that game? I know, but who's on the field for them, too? This is the first time, and I I've said this all year long, I and, I, and I've, I've, I've tried to say it's not an excuse, it's just the facts. The Giants have just as many people on their IR, not as many starters, but they were, they were dog shit. Sorry. And it left a, a terrible taste. Gross. They, See, they that's won the twice. T- My son was like, we lost to the Giants? That's the taste. Seven. I'm like, yeah, man. Didn't want to leave the season with. Yeah, man. That's not, that was the worst. And, you know, it was deja vu from a year ago. It was so gross. 
and like unwarranted, unspirited disgustingness that everyone's going to take with them a little chunk of that one sixteenth of the season into the off season. Because you know what, the the because you already said it at the beginning of the show, or maybe before we went um, when we were on on Facebook Live beforehand, which which is that uh, it gave a lot of people the excuse to. Um, you know, just uh, Redskins fans. Redskins fan on Redskins fan crime. For one Redskins fan, it turns to another Redskins fan and be like, "Well, now how do you feel about the Washington Redskins? Now how do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Uh, are you are you bringing him back now?" Hey, and I'm like, yes, hey, yes. Thank you for coming in this Sunday. Uh, as I'm working at the bar, Ken came in, sat right in front of me, and watched the game. And he got a little dose of what I get every week. What do you think about that now, Ricka? Oh, can't wait to go uh, eight and eight next year, huh? Oh, Kirk's not. I was like, do, do, do you, are you watching? Are you, are you feeling what I'm dealing with? Ninety-seven people, but each play, their fanship sways. It's like the, 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 the it's like the tide coming in and out. I think we have to plan road game watches at the at whatever bar you're because like, that's to me. If I'm a Redskins fan, I understand like bartender, you have to like you know you got to customers or customers. Yeah, but I can't have too many people because I love to watch. But uh, yeah, I but do like where you're going here. Keep more people is more money though. <laughs> the, the Audible should have Sorry, a game Eric. watch party. Um, yeah, and where where it's just like because because Redskins fans like watching the game. Unlike what you see on TV at FedEx, Redskins fans like watching the game with other Redskins fans. We actually really do. Right. We're we're natural herders and nesters, I think, uh, for the most part. Um, even though we just find ourselves constantly surrounded by fans of other teams, almost no matter where we go. So we're going to put that as an. I'm just going to. Hey, put can, that as a, can as you put something right next item. to it? Right next to it, I want you to write Road Trip Nashville. Is that next season? Tennessee. We're in Tennessee Titans. next year. That's. Yeah. It is. It, I think it has to happen. I think. They have a, I, think a, I heard there's a bar down there. My wife and I couldn't have had more fun in 72 hours anywhere on planet Earth. Shout Just out couldn't to have. Mrs. Aaron. Uh, I'm telling you, it was absolutely what all of us are looking for, a road trip victory over Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. Those people don't even care. They just want you to come right in. I didn't have a Santa suit on or a Denver Broncos jersey, and I look like a tourist. Burgundy and gold will thrive yeah, down will. there. It will. It did down there at one point. Well, exactly. Um that's an interesting, uh, you know, uh, drive to throw out in the middle of the fairway because I I love the idea of going. It's to, position uh, A, Nashville. brother. It is position, position A. a. Uh, we got to be able we got to be able to get home into. Unfortunately, it was a left to right semi power fade, and I'm trying. We might no. need seal. Seal, yeah. we might need your iron. Yeah, this one, now right? he's got that. Seal's got the right to left. He's yeah, a, exactly. He's I know. Seal. That's why we make a, this is a perfect foursome, perfect golf foursome. There we go. He's a great putter. <laughs> I got a great handicap. Great putter. He does have a great that. handicap. I mean, my foursome has always had quadriplegic. How about yours? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> yes. I made a funny yes. quadriplegic joke. <laughs> Congratulations. A clap for myself. Way to go. Yay, man. We can't, we can't not talk about Quentin Dunbar getting extended and, and clean slash resigned. So cool, man. He is, uh, to Kevin's uh, point earlier, um, which is to say, Feather in the cap. This is a Jay Gruden thing. Um, this is a, a, a starting cornerback in the National Football League who did not come into the league as a corner. Um, we find someone with size. That's where the league is going. He, uh, what what does Gruden believe in? McLovin as well. Size and strength and speed. Um, he has those things. He said, let's make him a corner. 
That's why you get. That's why you're the first coach that's extended by Dan Snyder. I think because you show stuff like that. Yeah, you, you know, you get these guys in there and you turn them into players. And we, and, we, and we need them. And, and, and he wasn't a cornerback. He was a wide receiver in the SEC. And we saw something in him. And in the last few years, we've developed developed this guy into a talent that we signed for a, a contract that certainly helps us. Was it like at a position of tremendous need? Two years ago, he was guarding everyone's number one. He was baptism baptism by fire type guy, yep. and and he performed well under the circumstances. Now he's getting to the wily veteran type stage, and, and we don't yeah. have to pay that. And, exactly, cornerback money is serious oh, money. Gosh, it's right up there with quarterbacks yeah, for the yeah. most part. Wait to see what Breland gets. And Everyone's going to be shocked. Wait to see what Breland gets. I know we danced with, uh, I think James asked a question last week about Bashad mm-hmm. Breland. I tried to be a devil's advocate on that. He's out. He's definitely gone. Sorry, um, K-Mac. He's not, we're not keeping him and letting Norman go. It ain't happening. Um, but I, I, uh, uh, Quentin Dunbar, um, again, another guy, another player who has the ability to return you value on the money you're putting out for him. Um, especially, you, you got... Norman Dunbar, Fuller Moreau, um, that's something. So the guys developing under our roof have yeah. a Josh Norman to look up to, and, yeah. and that's, the, that's the direction where we wanted to head. Two years ago, we started talking this nonsense in this basement without these fancy microphones that I haven't gotten yet, but you guys look great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He's going to get one one of these days. I, I got my fingers crossed. Yeah. My point is, is this is what we're looking for. This is why a 7-9 season gets a bit of a nod in this climate because I do understand sometimes guys in this basement want the overturn and want the guy fired. I do understand why we need one more. Without, I know why we had to make the announcement because you don't go 7-9 and just not worry. The, 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 those days are over. But I think what we're doing and what we got without injuries and uh, with a little bit of luck in this year's draft – and a little free agent signing here or there. Gosh, man, we're right there. It's not going to be a huge surprise coming from 7-9 to nine next year if we are 10-6. and six. Sorry, uh, it's but, not. Nope. But, again, look if they were even halfway more healthy than they were. That's a game or two. And I mean, I, again, and I, I had them at eight, yeah. 8 before the season even started, and that was with the understanding that everybody was going to still be available throughout yeah. the entire season. I think this organization is in better position than I thought at the beginning of the year. Despite the seven and nine, they're definitely better. They're definitely better than a year because they're a year more into this. I agree. Too. Kirk Cousins, yeah. Jay Gruden era, and that that's the biggest reason why, and that's why Black Monday comes and goes for Redskins fans without seeing any, um, you know, rash news. That's about for Jay the Gruden. Redskins fans that can 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 get over the last game. The, the, the turd that, What's that? that, What's that? Kirk dropped. You know, the, yeah. I mean, you can't, again, yeah. you can't make these evaluations on the organization based on the last game yep. alone. You can't. You got to look at Can the whole body. We have a name for this, like the, like the turd apple. Is that what we're going to do? Apple Something turd. Like it's that. not working. Fruit basket's yeah. taken. Fruit, uh, ba- fruit back is Fruit back is taken. Back is, is taken. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so you keep Kirk, you keep Jay, you keep the train moving because, because it's not like, we're one player away. I'm never. I hate when people say you're one player away. But if you have a quarterback, In football, it's laughable. You have a line. You have a secondary. Um, you have young. Def- we have young defensive linemen, and you know we're going to add two or three or four. I still draft a cornerback. I still draft a tight end. I still find an offensive lineman and a running back. How about uh, we just draft a, a Roquan Smith and just you know just figure out the rest. I mean, know? if you add. We're counting. It's a big leap. I'm not asking you guys to believe in Bruce Allen. But if you do 
add the right guys at, at the first, second, and third round, you know, at the right spots, running back, linebacker, uh, just a th- defensive lineman, just to throw it out there. You're, 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 you're I, pretty good. I know. I was going to say, uh, the old broken clock is right twice a day type stuff. But yeah. But if some of the decisions are taking, taken out, if there is a, uh, if there's a Roquan Smith and a, and a, and a, and a, and a Derwin James sitting there, yeah, it would be like last year's Reuben Foster and Jonathan Allen. It's a... I love can't lose. I, can't lose. We're getting Steve Schaup on soon because we're gonna we mm. have to preview a couple things for, starting God, for the draft. Finally, start mocking drafts one through seven. Um, we have because two things Schaup. we have to start building towards best player in the draft, and we have to start building towards um, the number thirteen slot for the Redskins. But uh, Derwin James, I've been all, I've I've been falling more and more in love with this guy. The more I see of him, I don't think he's anywhere close to being there at number thirteen. To be honest with you, I think he's gone. But I, I, I don't know. I know. I've seen. I saw someone mock him. He's to in us. the epicenter of a possible thirteen. That's the beauty of this. Is a this is a need specific league, scheme specific league. Last year's draft um, was was absolutely. You saw it from uh, at every round of the draft. You saw that. That's how guys like Jonathan Allen end up. Uh, on your team. That's how guys like Zach Brown end up on your team. Um, I expect that trend to, to, to continue, but I don't think that gets Saquon to us. No, he's gone. No chance. Okay. That guy, and, and, and after his interview, Saquon Barkley is a, one of the greatest 20-year-old Americans that we have to offer in this nation. I, I think he's the, Forget best, about talent. Football. He's the best talent in the draft. Did you yeah. listen yeah. to him on ESPN? This is an absolute incredible human being. He's a special... He, he, he's a, I th- I'm going to say right now, I think he is a special... Kid, there's that no we are going to be doubt. talking about. Yes, no doubt. Very, oh, yes. Very, no doubt. Someone's going to get him, time. but he ain't going to be in burgundy and gold unless we get him a second contract. And, uh, and Derwin James has that on the football field because they don't know if he can play. They're like, he could play outside linebacker, he could play strong safety, he could, he's got the speed yeah. to play the deep third. And uh, if you want to make him a corner, he's built for it at 6'3, 220. They say they can get him down to 210 to play corner, they can get him up to 230 to play outside backer. And what do you want to do? Well, guess what we want to do? We want to have our guy DJ Swearinger be on the field with Monte Nicholson and have a guy like Derwin James be able to be on the field and not be uh, confounded by the safety position. I thought we already when had these guys that guy. can play all these guys. Uh, no, no. You, you, you want more 6'3, 220 dudes that run four fours. To play this as many year. as you can get with long arms. And that. D- hey, forget about Cravens. He's a, I'm saying he doesn't want it. He's not 6'3, 220. Either. No, he doesn't no, close. no, no. He doesn't no, want it. No. You're right. He's not no, close. no. Forget about that. For the he doesn't want it now. I'm not. I like. I'm, the, I'm I just like that you're saying Derwin James because I'm. If I'm you kind can get of, athletes like that, those three right there, I don't care what you're running. But yeah. what's our problem? Covering tight ends. Derwin James, have at it. <laughs> there That's you go. the other beauty what's, of, what's of the, what else do you need him to do? Bringing back Kirk, um, which I continue to believe will happen, uh, because there's going to, you know the top 13 picks. There's going to be a, a a number of quarterbacks, probably at least two. Possibly four that go before you know basically just pushes a guy to us. The quarterback position is going to push a guy to us. Probably the cornerback position will push a guy to us because I don't think we're, we draft Derwin necessarily as a corner. No, um, no, 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 no. We draft him as a baller. Yeah, he's a secondary <laughs> guy that's going to smack you in the mouth and run with you. I I love him. I I just I've just stopped. I'm just trying real hard not to get my hopes up about him because I honestly don't think he's going to be there at 13. I knew he was going to be there at 17 when we talked about it last week. Um, but the thing is, I just don't think he's the guy you dropped. I just don't think 13 teams, 12 teams pass on him before us. Um, but who knows? Hey, last I know. year. I know. Last year we got what we thought we could never. In fact, there was two guys that we desired, and they were both there. And we knew who we had to take, and we did. Mm-hmm. 
but we had two guys fall to us that we never dreamed of getting last year. It's, it's the In fickleness. All fairness, it's the fickleness of Jonathan April. Jonathan Allen fell to us because of his his injury history or his hey. health. Or well, whatever. but also because there were a couple teams in front of us that had just drafted quarterback, defensive quarterback, linemen. quarterback, yeah. D line, D line, D line, corner, corner, corner. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so we're looking for and the and and the running back position. Um, which, if we draft a running back at number 13, I, you know, I don't think it's Saquon. No, we're not getting the 13 running back. I don't think so either. But I'll I think, take any of the ones that were in the Rose Bowl. Please, How about that? please give us one of those. A- any of them. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> On either side. Please. One of those guys will be available. Whether it, whether, if it's a Chubster or a Sony, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Those guys will be – those guys Those guys could be available. Uh, no, no. They could have started for us this year. And a couple yeah. guys in the game after that, like Scarborough. Because – I mean, he's a lord. Yeah, but Scarborough got benched because the other guy. So that's it. Alabama's got better running back problems than we do. Anyways, the running back position, (laughs) the depth of the running back position could also be, um, could help us in both ways. It could push a running back to us, and it could also push. uh, It it better do both. Push someone else to us, exactly. Better do both. Yeah, it's it's going to do both. Um, All right, so. uh, Can I just do yards from scrimmage real quick on the year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yards from scrimmage real quick. Your deal. Okay. Chris Thompson. And yep. I knew no one said anything. Oh, is this the bet? The Washington Redskins with the most yards from scrimmage this year. But of the running backs. Now, I knew this was going to come up because yeah. we did this last Listen time. Listen to the tape. Listen to the tape. It's okay. the best running back. Okay. It's the running back. So, okay. most yards from scrimmage for the Washington Redskins this year? Crowder. I would say Crowder. Crowder? I thought we were doing the running backs. running backs. Oh, oh, running backs. Definitely, definitely Thompson. It is super close. Samaj P. Ryan with 603, rushing, 182 receiving, comes up with 785. Your boy Chris Thompson, 294 rushing and 510 receiving for 804 and the W for yeah. Ken Rangolo. <laughs> oh, wow. But we knew, and we even said but, at the beginning of the season, we knew injury was going to uh, be the, the defining Yeah, and thing it was a 19-yard. And uh, just so you know, uh, Jameson Crowder led all Redskins in yards from scrimmage with 823. 19, yeah, it, was close. it was 19 from P. Ryan to Thompson and 19 from Thompson to Crowder. And if anyone would have told us that the combination of Dachshund, Pryor, and Reed would have combined for 939, nine, 939 total yards between all our two wideouts and our, and our tight end, wow. How do we get 4,000 yards passing? And you know what's scary? How? Did you I catch anything? Did anyone catch anything? Dachshund, in my like opinion, Dachshund, in my opinion, has so much more room to grow. Oh, yes. His his his, his catch, two, five, catch five, ratio was only at 44% for his targets. That's way low for a starter. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the top guys in the league were at the 75 ratio. That's where he needs to learn how to get to. You're right. That's a big deal for him. I think he can get there. I, I agree. But if he does, he'll be a monster. Yeah. If he doesn't, he'll just be another guy. I do agree with some of the criticism I've heard is that you don't – the one thing you don't see out of Doxon that maybe concerns you is there's no, like, real fire in the kid. Like, you know what I mean? There's You don't see any of that I'm, when he's playing, really? when he's coming off the field, when he's on the sidelines, when he's going back in. Oh, no. You don't see well, a whole lot I see of fight a, I see a kid. competitor. I see. You I don't know. know if I see it or not. He's given a little bit. He came off the field after his big catch. I don't know if it's just he's a young kid, you know, kind of a baby kid, you know, yeah, that, that's, he is. that's trying he to figure like his it. way. But I know he looks like it. I, I just I don't see a fire in his belly that, right, well, that you like to see from the guys that are this, supposed to be your alpha I'll male. I'll be quick, but exactly what you just said, fire, alpha male, the guy. It's my one issue with Kirk. And you guys know I'm there. I'm all in on him. I want some more dog in my boy. 
I want the guy that I'm backing what, what about to show that? a little bark in his bite. Not you like after that. the game. How about no, that? not to the Tariq El Bashir, the reporter from the Post after the game. Not after the game. I want him to get in someone's business the way that a Brett Favre, when he had Tom, Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady, so, yep. just any type of on the when he after a three and out when he goes Phil to the Brothers, sidelines, he does just, it very well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh, a helmet slam. That's what I, I love about Ray. For a helmet Me too. Slam. Like. Throw yeah. like just like after a three and out, explodes. just get up in someone's business and have at it and, ha- and get separated by somebody. They Don't be the separator. I, I, look, I know it's a like fine line, and I know balls. he's a great leader. I'm telling you, I want some dog in my boy for this contract. Maybe I we got too many bark. nice guys. Uh, and I can see that nice I can guys. see why that would be mm-hmm. the argument on some people's side. When he comes to the sidelines during the game, he is the most polite guy in the world. He's just a nice guy. First team all nice, you like to say. Mm-hmm. I'm a Kirk guy. I believe in all of this. Gosh, it would have helped if he just, during a Giants game, just punched someone in the freaking helmet with his offhand. You know, like going up and down the sidelines, yelling something. at his guy, saying me, something like, to his guy. When yeah. the old lineman comes up to him and grabs him it? by the face mask, and I was like, yep, and you he's like, yep, yep, like something. Just I want an- some dog. No ampage. He needs more Look, ampage. Baker Mayfield's got a ton of dog, and I know right now Kirk Cousins is 10,000 times better than him. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't know that is wrong. But what I love about Baker is his dog. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is Baker can't he can't come in the league and do that right off the bat because there are some pros that are going to go. Uh, he won't. He's hey, not going to get drafted. You don't think that works in Tampa to. Bay? Sit down. What? You, don't, you don't twist up your fingers into a pretzel and then shove but, them directly into your mouth. But but and then, but and then Winston, inspire that. the guys. But Winston <laughs> backs it up. Okay, he he he's been backing it up. Not this year. Why? Yeah, Winston sucked his yeah, fingers. Because of all those Super and then, Bowls, that and then everyone won? told him to f no, off. No, 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 no. But yeah. I mean, he's. He, he 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 his his rookie year. No no no, his rookie he year. He came in clean he, rookie he, year. He, his rookie year when he After had the finger that, sucking. He had the chutzpah and all that kind of stuff and he backed it up with his play. I Granted like he had a bad year, but yeah. I mean I think player. he's got I think he's, he's got player. the attention of his team. I think Kirk though, uh, just to be contrary to what you're saying, he's got his team in a different way. I know you he know? does and I respect that. Yeah. I just want a little dog. Yeah, it would be nice. Not a lot. I know it's not his personality, but we've seen it after the game. How about you, some of that you like that? I'm like, I don't know, the second yeah. quarter? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm not. Uh, no, you're right. It's not a criticism. It's just, it's not a huge part of his personality. But as he developed off-schedule plays this year and making plays with his legs, maybe he could take some meme classes, you know, yeah. right before his $190 million contract for Honestly, wherever he goes. I think that's yeah. part of why Snyder doesn't like him. I'm 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 not he's just not that kind of guy you can market around you can sell stuff he around You just made me want can, to punch Snyder yeah. in the nose just and then very kick mad. him in the ass right no, no, before no, no. graduation I, I, I think it's that's fair. a big a problem point. with Snyder is that uh, he does not think that 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 Kirk is a marketable guy no, if that, I, I I can I don't I I can see that, yeah, I mean, no, that, that that's Snyder's, a fair that's very fair He's made worse very fair worse I just it's just making me sick to my stomach to have to talk about this all of a sudden. What I'm trying to say is you're on the same left. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I will I will drive to Dan Snyder's house right now and rip out a bush. I will rip out a bush. I will throw it That's over a fence. because all these trees are gone. I'm crazy Maybe as this home bitch. Matt Seal will drive. All right, if so I get a picture giving Dan Snyder a wedgie, will I make like a million dollars? Somehow, some Ask way. Ask your friends. We're not Go fund me. I will wedge Either you, Dan that, Snyder. Or you'll end up in jail for assault. But hey. Why not? It'd be fun. For a million dollars. It'll be fun. Every other time it. I did that, I got zero, bro. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> and cut. And cut. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Seal. My man, for eternity. So we, we go you. to 
offseason on the brink, season two, next week. Um, the offseason starts right away. And um, I'm just I'm going into this offseason even a little bit more positive than I was last offseason. And I'm just comparing the immediacy of that feeling. I know that set eight, seven to one is better than nine, seven and nine. Um, but everyone was afraid that the first move we were going to make would be, was going to be to fire Jay Gruden, or at least some people thought that, and they were waiting for the, that news to, to hit their desk, and it never did. Um, so we're already off to a good start. We, su- we signed uh, Quentin Dunbar. Um, we got a lot going on uh, for some other players that are on our roster that we want to bring back, um, including the quarterback, uh, and that's going to be its own soap opera. Um, but I'm excited about – I guess I'm just exci- – I'm excited I, – I, I feel like we have a lot of good young players, and we're at, you know we're getting guys back who we lost this season. It's always like the hidden free agency of uh, of sports when when one of your guys who was injured comes back healthy the following season, um, like Adam Eaton, for example. Adam mm. Eaton's a great example of that. Um, he's a, he's a dog. He's a, he is a dog, um, and I think that who's not going to roll the dice to uh, roll the dice with with this with this Washington Redskins squad next season if, if they bring back basically what they got and they add to it. Um, they're, they're in the top five, I think, in salary cap space. Obviously, a lot of that's going to go to the quarterback. But you're talking about positions where you don't have you don't we don't need to spend a lot of our uh, money on corner, um, which is huge because that's where money goes. So um, I, don't, I don't think we are the team that spends a lot of money on running backs, which some teams do. Uh, we're not going to be one of those teams. So w- when you talk about where the rest of the money goes, I think you basically are saying to Kirk Cousins, listen, man, we're one of the few teams in this league that can afford to bring you in here for the rate that you want to be paid, and we can add people And you want to run it back, right? And you want a mail carrier, correct? that's important. There's not yeah. a lot of teams out there that are in the running for a playoff run or possibly a Super Bowl run that are going to pay him the money that he's asking for other than the Redskins. Oh, I think I, I, I'm going to tell you both right well, now. I, mean, uh, no, no, I, I think there's everyone. I'm sorry, is there's gonna, Denver. There's multiple teams. There's Denver. Multiple uh, teams. I think would pay him. Really, his desperation is, is 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 what's other than happen Denver. Here. Who else is out there that's going to be asking mm. for him? That's going to he's going to make the difference to, to help him. Arizona it doesn't. Carson Palmer just retired today, I believe. Oh, uh, he's getting it from all angles. He's yeah. going to get everything. This is I told why you he Arizona came two to this weeks point. ago, and I still think Arizona. But I don't think he's about the money. I think he's about the choice, and the money's going to be there, and the desperation's going to be there. But there's the Trent Williams going to be there, who played for four to twelve weeks with a busted up knee because of you. Are you going to leave him, who's got three more years left? Yep. Are you going to look at these guys that took you a while to develop the leadership in this locker room? You are never the guy. You evolved into it. I he's not he's a guy back. that walks in. He's not the guy at the bar that walks up to the hot girl and, and walks out that night. He works. He works. Well, he he makes a friendship. Game. He develops. And eventually, he wears them into the fact that they're like, there's not a better guy than this. And I think that's what he's done around here. And I think he knows he ain't going to do that somewhere else right away. You yeah. think Kirk Cousins wants to come in with the number one contract in the history of the league and walk into a locker room and everyone's going to be like, ta-da! And then no one comes out of the because cake. Because that's the guy who like, can't return the, oh, can't return the, the value. <laughs> just, that guy everyone's going to be like, it. damn, he now, makes $197 billion? Only moderately <laughs> better than paying $50 million for Sam Bradford. He doesn't only even moderately curse. better. Yeah. It's, 
You don't want to be the NFL's highest paid player walking into a brand new locker room. Oh, don't you want to be the big swing and D walking into one of those things? I just signed the greatest contract in the history of the greatest sport ever. Yeah, he's not, he's not swaggering into anybody. No, you got Opie Taylor. He can be that guy in, in his he's locker room with that. Lick his contract. hair and have to put it down in the back and hope that Aunt May makes him uh, shrimp and grits on night one because he's going to bed at 8 15 because it's on his schedule. Easy transition to offseason uh, on the brink on this show. Um, because at the end of the day, we're still talking about the same thing. Um, the greatest, uh, the greatest show on earth, the greatest television show that is. Um, I, and you know what? Just because I've been watching it for long enough to appreciate the the fact that I do think it's the best television show with a lot of down seasons. Um, I mean, I, I would put it up against any show on TV. I honestly would, and I love TV. I love TV. You guys know I love TV. Um, Redskins football. One of the things we're going to do on offseason on the brink, I think on the first first couple episodes are, who's we got some clickers? You clicking over there? I don't know. You're clicking but your... The, you got the New clickers? England Patriots version of this show might be a tad bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. In all honesty, I love TV but, too. I want, this this but season's I hate TV those. show sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, come, I want to come up with some positive... I'm trying to get off before I have to pour another drink all trying I'm to get in trouble with my wife who's watching on Facebook. They're, they're planting pieces <laughs> of the fair? story that can take off in another season. The last episode was terrible. I think there's some things the NFL has to do and I actually think they will do this offseason to make this show better. I turned up the music a little bit early because I just, there was, you know, I, you're not going to listen to Janet. Um, control. Control. Control yourself. Um, the, the, show, the product, the television show product that, I, that I'm talking about, um, it, it has some tweaking to do. One thing the NFL did really well this year, they did the split screen, so you saw a commercial while they still had the show on the, on the I thought that was perfect. Um, they still dropped the ball about, I don't know, 10 or 12 other ways, the main one being the, the way in which they handle replay. Who knows if they get that fixed. should all come from the league office. There should be a basement podcast studio set up at NFL headquarters 16 times, and then every week, each one of those things are manned by a bunch of guys like us doing nothing but watching every angle of the game, so and they just radio it in. Irish hey. distillery is going to make every decision. Every <laughs> single decision. Right. And, I, and people will be okay hey, with that. Hey, if they introduce alcohol into the decision, it might get better. you got to put whiskey in the replay booth. And I've been saying it for years, and I stand by that. Whiskey yeah, well, in the replay booth. Slow motion seems like it's way worse than just whiskey. Yes. Anything yes. can happen once they go to slow motion. Uh, can there be media motion? Like something? It's, it's, Slow motion, like weird stuff happens. It's, it's contorted. Everything's it's different. different. Everything's different. It's not right. It's like when Homer remembers stuff. You know, It's like everything's bad when you remember it. Everything but, goes to the, to the Simpsons? Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, that's, my, that's my, one of my uh, main faults is, is uh, the Simpsons. But it's, Agreed. Tim, I want to say thank you for a great second season of After the Whistle. I appreciate it, man. It was. Uh, it's always fun doing this with you guys. We're coming back for it's number three. It's always fun doing it with you guys too. And we'll get to argue with Kevin over when the when after the whistle starts and an off season on the break ends uh, later on uh, this this summer. It's going to be. It's like an annual terribleness of the preseason and what it means um, from a business perspective. Tim handles the legal side. He's our he's our general counsel. Kevin Ricca handles. Uh, he's as the director of Good Times. He ensures that we can actually have these conversations and. As the director of Good Times, apparently, uh, I have an intern who just reminded me that Fred Dreyer is the only man who's ever caused two safeties in one game in the NFL. 
Get out. Two safeties. Add that to that one man's game. resume. How, what, Number what, 13. Who is this man? That's what happens. Who we're are gonna you? We're going to have him on. Who are you? We're getting him on. Two when safeties. One game. No one else. 13th overall. This is what you need to expect. A Fred Dreyer in Burgundy and Gold would look so awesome. That's bring Dee Dee McCall. Fred Dreyer Bring Chubbs Peterson. Bring the whole crew, man. Steve Schaup, project for you. Most Fred Dreyer-like prospect uh, in the first round. That's what we need. We need to know who that guy is. And you're exactly I, the person to tell us who I he really is. wanted that job. Whatever. Steve Shop is awesome. Dude, you, you're... Shop you, is awesome, man. Shop uh, is awesome. Will you it. come up with one and see how close you and Shop <laughs> no, are? No, I'll just go D.D. McCall. How about I get D.D. McCall? Blind ballot. You, the player in the draft most like D.D. McCall? That'd be weird. How about... What do they say in this stuff? Uh, Wives of players. Wags. W- wags. Wags. Thank you. All right. Wags. Can I be in charge of that? Yes. 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 I love working here. You can. You're a great boss. <laughs> You've just been promoted. <laughs> now you're the president of Good Times. I'd like to thank everyone involved. This is a dream come true. I also want to know why Ken is the only one that got the shout out for coming to see you at the bar this past week. Oh, I forgot. Oh, you come to see me twice in 20 years. I forgot. You forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I know. I know. Uh, probably because Ken tipped way more. But, hey, who's to decide? Oh, wait. I didn't pay. And the, uh, the elevator was out. The day I went to the elevators, I was like. No, hold on. No, T, real quick before we leave. T came up, and while he was there, they put the elevator is closed on the second floor to get down. <laughs> Sorry. Elevator closed. And T looked over, and he goes, hey, real funny. And I was like, I, I, I like to think I'm that good in my head. But obviously, I missed an opportunity. And then he looked around at all his friends there. And he's like, which one of you? And I went to the manager. He was like, oh, no, no. It's, just, it's acting real weird. We don't want somebody to get stuck. I go, well, either we dump him off the balcony, yeah. and, I, and I try and cushion the landing, or we get the big net, or I just ride with it's gonna him. There's going to be a lot of falafel yeah. uh, piled up below. Yeah. Well, that was falafel. definitely, definitely a, a happy ending after that elevator hit the bottom floor. Yeah. Appreciate everyone on Hogshaven coming and joining us tonight. Matt, the real deal seal, as always, the best basement cameraman in the business. Um, we, we can prove, we can give you our references off, off the air. Uh, but on behalf of Janet Jackson, I'm Ken Marangol, and this was The Audible.